I had never known love. Although I was quite certain both my parents loved me, I had very little recollection of them being in my life. Most of what I believed I remembered was more likely false memories, manufactured by my mind in an effort to prove to me they existed at some point in time in my life. The remaining portion of my childhood was filled with children, adults, and confusion, but not love. As I reached adolescence, I was curious about women, relationships, and sex, but for many reasons, I never acted on any of the ideas my curiosity presented. When I finally reached a point I felt I was able to be in a relationship and possibly provide a woman with the care, affection, and love a relationship required, the fear of failure far outweighed what I believed the possible gains might be. Time seemed to pass all too quickly once I reached adulthood. The constant searching for whatever it is that we as adults seek, the striving to succeed, and the filling our days with events to reassure us we're accomplishing exactly what it is we're supposed to seemed to consume me. And one day, I looked in the mirror, and the failure I feared I may become looked back at me. I then chose to tattoo myself heavily, making me seem repulsive to others on the surface, hoping all along that the tattoos would cause rejection by all who exposed only to what their eyes were able to see. It seemed to work, and my life of solitude which followed was confirmation of me being distasteful to those who exposed themselves to me. Loneliness followed hand in hand with my life of isolation, so my mind developed a world of fantasy in which I was able to live without repercussion, without rejection without heartache, and without pain. If I was forced to look at myself with a critical eye, my alcoholism would be the only true fault I felt I possessed, and it was not as much of a fault as it was a disease. I began drinking when I was 13, much earlier than most, but I hadn't always felt it was quite early enough, but I had always felt it wasn't quite early enough. I found an odd comfort in knowing once I decided to change my life and stop drinking, I met Riley. At almost the exact time I stopped drinking, she packed her bags and left an abusive relationship. Six months later, we met. Be it by happenstance or by some strange twist of fate, I didn't know, but it really didn't matter in the least. What did matter was that she was able to easily fit into my life where so many others weren't. She stood in the kitchen carving the ends from the strawberries and watching them fall into the sink. Each time she grabbed a strawberry from the container, she lifted the knife with the opposite hand cut off the end, and tossed each respective piece in different directions. The fluid movements of her arms appeared to be mechanized and almost perfect. As her arms moved back and forth with a certain grace, I studied her tattoos. The bold colors seemed to be more prominent in the natural light of the kitchen. I stood at the edge of the doorway, leading to the kitchen, behind her and out of her view, and admired the work I had done on her arm. For the rest of her life, she would be marked by my mind's creations a piece of artwork unlike anything else, and something unique to her. I never tattooed the same design on two people for many reasons, and I prided myself in the fact that I had not. After a few minutes of admiring her grace, beauty, I cleared my throat. She glanced over her shoulder. Come here, I said. She glanced over her shoulder and grinned. Just a minute. There was so much I wanted to say but didn't dare. I knew the next day I was going to be headed out of town into a situation that could easily go in an unfavorable direction. Nonetheless, I knew it was something I needed to do, and in the end, Riley and I would both be better as a result after it was all behind me. I wasn't only doing it for me, I was doing it for us, for our growth as a couple. I anxiously took the few steps that separated us and wrapped my arms around her, resting my hands at her waist. With my chin resting on her shoulder, 
I watched as she finished cleaning the strawberries. As she held the strainer under the faucet and ran cold water over the fruit, I reached into the basket and pinched one of the berries between my thumb and forefinger. Silently, I lifted it to her mouth. She opened her mouth, accepted the fruit, and wrapped her lips around the tips of my fingers. As she sucked the sticky juice from the tips of my fingers, I leaned forward and tilted my head to the side. She shifted her eyes to meet mine and grinned. I held her gaze and smiled and returned. I blindly reached for the strainer. After fumbling for another piece of fruit, I eventually found one and lifted it to her mouth. Again, her lips parted, wrapped around my fingers, and sucked the juices from my fingertips. I pressed my hands to her sides, pushed them along the length of her body, and passed her hips. As my hands reached the bottom of her shirt, I grasped it in my fingers and slowly pulled it upward. As the shirt slowly revealed the bare skin of her back, she lifted her arms over her head, allowing me to remove it completely.